human species is a disaster. It's got to be stopped. This is Cult Transmissions. Avoid thinking. Keep repeating to yourself. It's only a This is Cult Transitions Podcast, where we talk about movies that are cool. With your hosts, Clay Gomes, Eric Salazar, Brian Trough, and Patrick Colby. Now, let's talk. There we are, a new week. What'd you guys watch, read, or anything you want to talk about this week? Um... I watched uh, 1985's The Mutilator. Have any of you guys seen that? No. no. Uh, I think so. It's got I want to say yes. It's got that iconic cover that everyone's probably seen. It's blue. I believe it has like a big hook on it, like a like a shark okay, hook. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I've always been curious, and I just I think I wrote it off as being overly cheesy and like one of those slashers that's just too low budget it's barely funny at that point but i was wrong man uh basically in a nutshell it's about a a young boy who is uh trying to clean his dad's big rifle for his birthday present and uh accidentally fires it and kills the mom um in the other room cooking or doing dishes or something so basically the dad comes home and sees his wife's dead body and goes berserk and basically knows the kid did it so he goes after the kid the kid escapes and then that's about it all all of a sudden it fast forward like 15 years and the kid is with his uh four college friends on fall break which i think was actually going to be the title because oddly enough on on the app i was watching it on it popped up the title card that said fall break (laughs) that was pretty thrown off i was like wait am i watching the right movie anyway uh they, he, he gets a random call while they're at a bar from his dad that he hasn't talked to in years saying he needs help moving. So he apprehensively uh, gets talked into going there to uh, hang out for fall break with his friends because it's a beach house. They just want to party, have sex, do all that fun stuff they do in the 80s movies. But it gets weird like immediately when they get there. They notice like his weapons are missing off the wall. There's like there's a fucking photo of a guy hacked up by bro- boat propellers, and the son is just like, oh, it was an accident, uh, blah blah blah. And then uh, you basically find out the dad's just hanging out, waiting in the basement for the right opportunity to pounce, and uh, he slowly starts taking them out. But I noticed each kill dramatically upstages the previous one, and it was just like pretty amazing gore effects for its modest budget but uh, i think that's what surprised me the most and there's a lot of badass weapons like you could tell they were like okay we've seen machetes we've seen knives and axes let's let's pull out the crazy shit but uh i don't want to spoil all that but i will point out the tagline is is pretty badass it was by pick by axe by sword bye bye <laughs> I. <laughs> very clever um and also the ending was very unexpected and hilarious and uh highly recommend this movie i won't spend much time on the next two but peewee's big adventure i went ahead and showed my four-year-old daughter don't have to really explain it everyone's seen it i hope 
classic. It's, yeah, we uh we laughed, had a good time, and and usually if it's not animated Pixar type shit, she won't it won't hold her attention. But uh, she watched pretty much the whole movie. She liked Pee Wee's Playhouse before that though, so I figured it would work. But here's another mm-hmm. thing: Have we desensitized our kids? Those that have kids, because the clown nor Large Marge even faced her at all. Yeah, I was gonna say that the weird nightmare scene scare her. No, like she was la- like nothing. I looked at her both scenes. I was watching her fucking eyes, expecting pure terror. Nothing. She was just sitting there like smiling almost. I was like, what the fuck? I used to run on those scenes, like, and I had to have been that age, but I don't know. Something. I something, think so. Something. Maybe. Water. Because uh, I showed my girls. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was quoting Trout when he was a kid. Just none of that shit scared me. So. Yeah. I, mean, I thought that was scary to every kid, but I don't know. Just it's you. Changing. Just you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I showed my girls, like, I thought, I mean, they're older, of course, but they're probably 12. And I showed them, like, Blair Witch Project, the first one, mm. thinking they're going to be terrified. But I mean, now they've seen so many found footage; they they thought it was boring. And I was like, oh, "Well, okay." <laughs> well, you did remind me. There was something I was going to talk about later, but you 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 perfectly set me up for it. The uh, did you guys hear of the Cannibal Holocaust fucking video game coming out this year? No. What? Yeah, yeah, uh, and. Uh, Deodato is attached. It, it it's like it's almost like a weird follow up that he him and some uh, other person like wrote the game and he was involved in the development from what I gather. But it's called Cannibal, and it's like the fourth installment to his saga, and it's to celebrate the forty year anniversary of Cannibal Holocaust. I think it's winter of this year is when it's due out, but it's on Switch. PS4. Uh, November. November 2020 for the Nintendo Switch, PS4, yeah. Xbox One, PC, and mobile. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. I mean, it didn't show any gameplay or anything, but I have to check it out. I'm hoping it's one of those like $20 or less games because I was interested. Yeah. So when he was talking about the found footage, it instantly popped in my mind. But uh, last, last but not least, I watched the first episode of One Punch Man. And uh, I don't really have much to say about it yet, but I love the weird characters and the batshit crazy creatures so far. And then it's a lot more violent. I knew, obviously, punching and shit was involved, but I didn't know it was, like, bloody and graphic. Uh, it's really dry comedy, too. I don't, I don't know. I definitely look forward to watching it, and I'm going to write it out. So go ahead, uh, Mr. Clay. Uh, let's see. I didn't. Uh, I didn't spend a lot of time watching much. I did watch the latest season of Ozark, which I think I've talked a little bit about Jason Bateman and how cool of a dude I think he is. Uh, you know, it has this strange dark sensibility to everything he does, which kind of makes me think there's some that dude's got some shit going on. Does <laughs> one Jason Bateman when he's not doing rom coms? Uh, otherwise, I let's see. I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't think of anything I've watched. I can tell everybody I played the shit out of the new Resident Evil 3 remake. And Mm -hmm. I love that game. That should be like (laughs) everything we talk about on this podcast 
currently like distilled into a video game. It's pretty great. Uh, it's a mix of like the George Romero like horror and uh, '90s action movie, you know, bravado, all kind of tied into a video game. It's really good. It's not as uh, intricate, I guess, as the original Resident Evil Three on the PlayStation One, but um, yeah. I fucking loved it, so I spent most of my week playing that. So, not a lot of watching movies or anything this week. Is that on the PS4? Yeah, it's on. It's on every. You know, it's on just about every uh, uh, platform you can think of, apart from the Switch. Uh, you know, so it's yeah. on PC, Xbox One, PS4. Just like uh, just like the Resident Evil 2 remake. I will say it's probably not as good as the RE2 remake overall. That game was mind-blowing, and this one's just a really fun video game, but still, really solid. I, I don't even remember the last Resident Evil I played, sadly. It was probably <laughs> probably the uh, original Part 3. Mm. Oh, I man. didn't GameCube ones or any of that, so I never had a GameCube. Mm. RE4 changed the game. That's right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sounds tough. I've seen it played by friends, but yeah. So we're all doing this remotely, so it's kind of sometimes when we talk, it cuts each other out. So it's. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched Bloodsport. Was on Netflix. Is on Netflix now. I feel like you watch that every week. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's fine. I train. I train to it. But... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> I watched Bloodsport. I act, I finally watched uh, Overlord. I love I love the effects and the the stories insane and <laughs> you like war movies quite a bit, don't you? If I recall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it that's where it surprised me. I knew it was gonna be good, you know, violence and horror, but damn. It was like a war movie as well. Yeah, it's all tied in. Um, but I mean, I haven't watched a lot. You know, we've been stuck at home. Uh, I've just been trying to get out in the yard a little bit and get get outside a little bit because uh, kind of drives me nuts when I stay inside a whole lot. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I've done. I watched the 1977 martial arts film, The Invisible Armor. Directed by C. Young Ung. And it's pretty good. I mean, just, you know, a run of a mill 70s martial arts film. Um, the fighting was cool. Stories, stories a little off. It's about man's framed for a murder he didn't commit. <clears throat> government sends out troops to get after him. And the guy that's running the government now is actually the head bad guy of this special fighting. Uh, fighting style the eagle claw and the good guys basically have the fighting style of the invisible armor and apparently the only way you can beat the invisible armor is by the eagle claw fighting style so they just kind of they end up figuring out like the man is innocent and then they team up with each other and defeat the king so it's cool i mean nothing nothing fancy that's about it for me Nice. Okay. Um, well this week's movie it's got it's got some of the best 
effects in it I've <laughs> ever seen. It it went toe to toe with Jurassic Park. <laughs> like yeah. Spielberg. And, and, uh, you mean <laughs> tail to tail. But we're uh we're doing Carnosaur. It was released in '93, directed by Adam Simon. Uh, it was produced by Roger Corman and Mike Elliott. The special effects were by John Carl Buechler, which uh, I had to throw in there. But the budget was eight hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it made a whopping one point eight million dollars in the box office. So it was not a flop. If you've well, seen this movie, <laughs> that kind of made me do a double take. I was like, "Did it? Did it lose 108 million? <laughs> I think people were just thinking they were watching Jurassic Park and weren't. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't Apparently, that the thing in the nineties? Wasn't that how like people got like, "Oh yeah, you you know, like Indiana Jones is popular. We'll watch Adventure Man." You know, probably <laughs> yeah, kind of a thing they did. Et and. Uh, how much of that eight hundred and fifty thousand was spent on the puppets? Like thirty bucks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, they had a low, low budget, and they only had like a couple days, three days, I think, to shoot shoot all those. I think and, like ten thousand yeah. of that was probably to feed Clint Howard. Yeah. Every scene no. he's in, he's eating. To feed him <laughs> Let's play the trailer. Looks like some kind of lizard. dinosaurs. The earth was scaled to their dimensions. Human beings are ants crawling through their living rooms. That's that's really fabulous. Like a great theme park. Click, click. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. All right. We're back. That's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Roger Corman, we'll start there. B movie legend. He mentored tons of young uh, film directors. Name a few Francis Ford Coppola. Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, um, James Cameron. He was born on April 5th, which we just missed his birthday, um, in in 1926. Uh, He's an American director, producer, and actor. He's been called uh, the Pope of Pop Cinema. 
and is known as a trailblazer in the world of independent films, much to the Corman's work has an established critical reputation, such as a cycle of low-budget cult films adapted from tales of Edgar Allan Poe. He's directed and probably produced even more films in his... I mean, there's so many films. The 50s until, like, I think he did one of the shark... Sharknado? No. Okay, I was going to be like, God damn it. Man, he's 94, or, yeah, yeah I think 94. He's still got credits up to 2019. Yeah, that's insane. Did you just happen to look up what movie that was? I don't remember the name. It I don't think I remember it. It was a B movie, I'm pretty sure. I did look up, though. I was curious, and I was just kind of looking at some different uh, long-working you know, people in, in Hollywood, and I thought to look up Scorsese because I saw his name mentioned as a as a mentor. He has about 160 or so credits, which is mm-hmm. fucking impressive for anybody. And that's counting producing, writing, directing, you know. I looked up Corman. He has over five fucking hundred. Yeah, I looked up five hundred. <laughs> like, fucking index gets tired scrolling on IMDb by the time you're done looking at the movie. So the yeah. two most recent uh, credits I see on here are as a producer, and it's uh, Abduction in 2019 and a movie called Cobra Gator <laughs> as an executive producer in 2018. Oh, yeah. There's a Piranaconda movie from 2012. Piranaconda? <laughs> Sharktopus is a pretty good one. Sharktopus mm-hmm. versus Terracuda. That's, uh, I, say, I wouldn't be shocked if that was Corman. Uh, Sharktopus versus Werewolf in 2015. Wow. Anyways, I'm uh, getting out of time. Deep. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny so is we, we've probably been a fan of his so long before we even knew who he was. Sure, yeah. Like, I'm just trying to think. I mean, off the top of my head, Munchies, which I've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, Silence of the Lambs. He's the fucking FBI director. Um, I mean... He's been around in my childhood. Let me, I'm just kind of looking here. Y'all yeah. can discuss something else if you want while I look here. He, uh, I didn't know he, like, directed the original uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. He wrote, I think he wrote, too. Which, that's awesome. I mean, oh. I didn't know the, I knew the 80s one before, but I thought that was awesome. So yeah, Munchies, uh, Slumber Party Massacre. There was another one. Oh, that punk movie, Suburbia. Galaxy of Terror. <laughs> oh, remember? Uh, oh, that's not it. Oh, Rock and Roll High School. I like that. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Obviously, Piranha. My favorite's probably the Death Race 2000. So a little bit about the director, Adam Simon. He was hired to direct and is credited with writing the screenplay and uh, reworking the plot elements from the novel by, that goes by the same name, Carnosaur. Simon was born February 6, 1962. An American-born director, screenwriter, producer. Some of the directing credits include Brain Dead, which actually is in this movie. He's watching it like the main character, Doc, is watching it on his TV. <laughs> Just a real quick shot of it. Uh, Body Chemistry 2, 
Bones, 2001 Snoop Dogg, and uh, The Haunting of Connecticut. But what this is what I thought was cool. He co-created the TV show Salem. I don't know if you guys have seen that from 2014. Nah. I'm familiar with that. It has some pretty cool-looking uh, witches in it. He directed a documentary film called American Nightmare in 2000. Documents the relationships between independent horror directors like Romero, John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, Wes Craven, and the relationships between the political and social changes of an era of the horror films of that time. It was shown at some film festivals, but he's still active today. One thing I'm noticing, if you look at his birthday in conjunction to, like, some of these movies Corman helped him do, he was, like, early, mid-20s, or, like, at least mid to late 20s. And I always heard that uh, Corman loved taking risks on, like, young, up-and-coming filmmakers and stuff when most studios wouldn't dare, you know? Yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about that. That's, that's really awesome. He truly yeah. is, like, the father of, you know... <laughs> yeah, so let's get to the movie. Connoisseur is a 1993 American science fiction horror film. It stars Diane Ladd, Raphael Sabarge, Jennifer Ruyon, and Harrison Page, and Clint Howard. Clint Howard's not really a star, but he's just in it, like most of his. I like to think he's in the, the fucking costume of the dinosaur. <laughs> He's, he's he's one of the hand puppet dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> he is a they, let him, they let him get drunk and put it on and run around. <laughs> <laughs> but it's loosely based on a 1984 John Brosnan Harry Adam Knight novel of the same name. So it follows characters Doc Smith, if they call her Rush. <laughs> it's Thrush in the I, I, yeah. I didn't realized it was supposed to be your last name until I just read this. I was just, yeah, what, what is with this character's name? Like, That's what I go by. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard it as Rush, too, sometimes. I was confused. <laughs> so, But her name's Anne Thrush, apparently, in their efforts to thwart a doctor, Jane Tiptree's plan to exterminate the human race with a lethal virus, which <laughs> I didn't realize when I picked this. But... <laughs> <laughs> basically just try to give the world back to the dinosaurs the production of the movie started two years later after Corman acquired the rights to the book in 91 to capitalize on extensive marketing of uh, Jurassic Park at the time I did I did uh, watch an interview with Corman he was saying the script for Carnosaur was written before Jurassic Parks, but he, he's like they didn't they didn't like copy it or anything. <laughs> he seems super nice. So this is from the nineties. So the opening scene is showing like stock footage of chickens in a slaughterhouse and it looks like real animals. I don't know if it was I don't know. I didn't look it up to see if it was real animals or they just poured blood all over them, but it looked like a real slaughterhouse. Yeah, it seemed like actual stock footage from a slaughterhouse, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. All right, so the movie opens with a group of, like, corporate and military or, I don't know if they're government people, discussing a scientist, uh, Dr. Tiptree's research, who's played by Diane Ladd. 
who is the mother to Laura Dern, star of Jurassic Park, which I thought was insane. That's pretty cool. That's that. <laughs> if I recall, she's also Laura Dern's mother in Wild at Heart. I'm going to look that up. I think it is. I recognized her. Yeah, she was probably the, I don't know, I'd say the best actor in the movie. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, I don't know. The uh, the weird, the bald guy is also... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. He's Clint Howard? Yeah. <laughs> Plus Clint, yeah. yeah. He's by far the best, I guess. Yes, that is... I believe that is her. On the <laughs> IMD. Anyways, so I guess in the movie doing experiments on chickens, of course. And then the, on the computer screens in the opening scene, it looks like they're like trying to cross with alligators and you know chicken and stuff like that. If you yeah, you read all that text. Diane Ladd's character notices like there's one of the chickens or something's dead and exploded, so she sends two guys in to check it out. He probably has the best joke in the movie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so they're they're talking about what they got to look for, and it's eggs and. Strangely organic matter, and one of the men say, "That's that's my wife you're talking about." Strangely orgasmic matter. <laughs> it's like the stupidest thing. But uh, <laughs> they go in, they find a giant a, a giant egg laid by the chicken, which I'm did explode the chicken. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't explain it, but something bursts out of it and attacks one of the men. At this point in the movie, you don't know what it is. So they shut the fort or the lab down. They say no, no one can leave. But for some reason, security hears that and like, and like a truck pulls up. What they showed just was loading up eggs. He lets that truck leave for some reason. I, I don't know. He was late, but the creature is on that load. So he left the base, you know, gets out to check his truck because he hears some weird sounds or whatever and gets killed by what we know is a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, excuse me, it's a carnosaur. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love how they keep it a mystery at first, like the fucking title doesn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a pretty cool shot because it showed the, like, the eye you look we're looking through the eyes of the creature and it was like a green tint and it like you know zoomed in on the driver's face which i thought was a fun shot so anyways that's all happening and we go to find doc who's drunk in his i guess at his workplace i don't know yeah i guess he stays at his workplace yeah but he's he runs off some people that is trying to steal or sabotage the um heavy machinery that they're I guess they're digging out a mountain that they're trying to save the mountain. Weren't they? Yeah, they were environmentalist people, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they they kind of confused me. I had a note about them. <laughs> like because they show up, you know, a few times, but like why like I understand the whole like mountain thing, but you think they would have caught on to the whole thing that was happening with the sickness and like tried to go to the actual like lab. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I'll tell you why too later. Yeah. Uh but uh so he catches one of them and he calls the cops or whatever, falls asleep and she runs away. But then they like they hang out together. <laughs> but there's like a stupid a scene 
she's telling them how the land was used to be a dinosaur migration route or whatever. Dino Highway. Yeah, and she's like, it's called the Dinosaur Highway. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> and that's that's the scene. Does so, anyone knows how easily she escaped? Yeah, she just got up and walked out. <laughs> yeah, well, like it, it starts with like Doc. He call, like puts in a call to the sheriff or whatever, and the sheriff's like, "Oh, we're all tied up here at the scene where like some people were gruesomely murdered." But he's like, "Ah, you know, just you know, you just sit tight with her." It's yeah. like, like hangs out with her at gunpoint for a little bit. It cuts to the body being, you know, examined, and then it cuts back, and he's just fucking sleeping. Yeah. It's just like, see ya. Like, you expect him to, like, pop his eye open and look at her, but nope. See you later. <laughs> oh, so, like, not, it's so anticlimactic, like. Uh, I was gonna say, they, they do, they do very ham-fistedly, like, you know, like, look at this virus spreading, and, like, everybody's spreading this virus like an actual idiot, and what right now because of the times we're living in is like genuinely the most like <laughs> offensive and terrifying thing i've seen in a movie like this side of like man behind the sun or a, a serbian fellow like oh god he just sneezed on his hands and then shook that other man's hand oh no it seems it seems absurd but it's not that far off from like what's really happened for yeah. a while you see a lot of people yeah it's true. just now i feel like how far are we into this? Almost a month or something. Ah, a little bit more than a month, yeah. You People guys, are... they didn't have Facebook doctors to tell them what to do, so yeah. <laughs> They're just now getting around to it, like wearing a mask. Anyway, <laughs> again, I forgot about the all the virus stuff, but <laughs> I, like, I thought that was why you picked the movie. It's got yeah. some cool dinosaurs in it, but <laughs> so it was like one of the corporate head's daughter sneak out with their friends and they're like hanging out in the desert <laughs> driving around partying having a good time and you know one has to get out and take a piss and it, i i'm pretty sure he gets his dong bit off by a tiny t-rex <laughs> yeah some pretty ni- pretty nice gore in the scene um the first good look at the creature which is probably I don't know, tripled in size now. Yeah, I mean it's the first it's the first look at it. I I wouldn't call any look at the creature a good look because it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we sure do skip. Yeah, I know they say that it grows quickly and rapidly, but it was kind of jarring like keeping up with the timeline. <laughs> like, yeah. is this the same fucking day? <laughs> oh, Okay, sorry, before we get back to the recap, another thing I wanted to point out, like, if you look at, like, there's, like, a, you know, like a, like a ticker at the bottom of the screen of the, throughout the entire movie, every time it goes to a, from scene to scene, where it's, like, you know, the viral, you know, the, the infection rate of the virus, like, how it's, but it's, like, like, virus uh, infection per million, you know, yeah. million people, but then it just gives you a percent, like, the whole thing doesn't even make any fucking sense. It's yeah. like 4 million, 5%. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> After, halfway through the movie, I gave up even looking at that. <laughs> it, it, really, it really doesn't serve much of a purpose, but it's just, I remember th- seeing that and being like, well, that's dumb, but okay. <laughs> probably, they probably <laughs> gave up. Yeah, they had to laugh. They had to make it seem more scientific than it was. But yeah, so they were um, like puppets. I don't think they were actually animatronic. They were just like... Um, you know, they pulled wires and stuff, but uh, it like a hand puppet at some time. yeah, I'm pretty sure. 
that's what Jurassic Park had to deal with. So, <laughs> yeah. real stiff competition. So there's this scene is so weird to me. So you see the science, this you hear the scientist saying, "I'm I'm going to pull the plug on this whole thing," and I guess his daughter died there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He gets real dumb the second she's like, "Well, you know, you could go meet your daughter again," and then he just. Literally, like turns into a zombie. Basically, like, yeah, go show me daughter. I guess. Yeah, she like it's like some weird therapy that she like hypnotizes him. That was very confusing. I don't uh, even yeah. know what why he was in this at all. But I mean, it was pretty cool when she sends him down the hallway. He starts filling yeah. with gas, you know. Mm. Then he finds himself in a room with la- laser cages, and <laughs> then there's another giant T Rex in there. I'm pretty sure they were just like, this just looks really cool. It's just it's, weird. It's like before they even started making a movie, they just bought a whole bunch of supplies. They went to like some party supply store. Like, oh, yeah, I got some laser fog machine. Oh, we could do some shit with this. Like, I don't know, write a script around. I don't know. Like, I'll just spitball in here. Laser fences. There you go. Well, another another <laughs> thing. It could have been like around October, and they, or maybe right after Halloween, and they were like, hey, before you tear down your spooky little haunted house, you know, downtown. Let us borrow it because that's that's what it felt like. like yeah, you walk like, the creepy foggy pipe hallway, and then you get to the creepy lasers and dinosaurs. I was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like, see, I didn't realize there were cages. I was just like, "What's up with this laser room?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't think there were cages either. And like the guy runs, and the the T Rex eats him, and like his hand falls off. But I didn't get, I didn't catch on that it cut was cut off through the lasers because it yeah. was. The lasers were pretty tight, and his hand was fully intact, except at the wrist. Like, yes, he probably heard about Jurassic Park's uh, electric fences and was like, "Fuck that! I'll one up Jurassic Park." <laughs> but I would have, I would have thought his hand would have been like cut into like three or four pieces because the yeah. lasers were so tight, close together. But it just made it through mm. one clean cut. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch on that it was lasers until. I read about it. So I was like, oh, I thought maybe the dinosaur bit off his whole body, except for his yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Later, so these the, back to the commune people or the hippies or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they all chain themselves again. They just keep fucking with Doc, chain them to the bulldozers and to protest again, the same thing. Then, so the dinosaur that's loose is a little bit bigger now i think and he just walks up to yeah oh god, god please somebody tell me that they also wrote down the line where the guy's like hi I'm, uh, peace my green brother <laughs> like right before he starts like, eating all the people <laughs> yeah he gets his face bitten off i think like, that's that's exactly what you'd say to a fucking grown-ass dinosaur walking up to you <laughs> i just assumed that was to show you how fucking stoned he was sure as you guess kills every one of them except for Rush that happens to be on the inside of one of them like in the the driving pit and she like passes out they don't yeah. even show you they don't show you anything like you just see a dinosaur just run roughshod over an entire group of people apart from the one lady that's supposed to live yeah she <laughs> she has nine lives in this movie cuz she's just randomly fucking sleeping or unconscious every fucking time attacks <laughs> I didn't I, even think about that. She is always sleeping in the movie, yeah. It's like, <laughs> especially in the final scene. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah, so like the one lady, like he bites her leg off and she's freaking out at first. Then he bites her leg off and calms her down. <laughs> like she calms <Yeah>. down. <laughs> like just, she's just like, oh, okay, this must be nice. But it does show the dinosaur like eating her leg like a chicken leg. She's kind mm-hmm. of. Like, <laughs> but it was some good, some good gore, some good effects there. I get, I appreciate that. The dinosaur that's, actually looked bad. Look, that's probably the best shots of that dinosaur. I think. Mm-hmm. Like it's way better than the last scene. <laughs> so, anyways, I don't even know where Doc was during this. Oh yeah, he he pulled up, pulled up afterwards, and like shoots the dinosaur and scares it away or something. I don't know. But yeah, Rush is asleep again. Still. I'm pretty sure she's asleep until she comes back into the movie. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. So Doc's like, okay, I gotta go back to this base or whatever, these labs and uh figure out what's happening. So he sneaks in, he's disguised that he says he caught the creature or whatever um and he finds the dr tip tree or whatever um and i don't does 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 doc have the fever a fever or something he looks no, rush has the fever i believe well yeah she rush. says when she first when he first walks in there she notices he does, though I don't remember him saying he has a fever, but she said, oh, you have it too, don't you? And that's when uh, she starts kind of explaining why everyone's sick or whatever. That, right. Yeah. yeah, so it's weird. So, so yeah, so she says she designed, designed this fever, and uh, I guess she was putting it in the eggs that those the chickens were laying, and they, they were shipping them out and stuff. I that's what I assume that I'm not positive on that, but uh, <laughs> so she's doing all this, yeah. So they cut to Clint Howard, <laughs> so he's looking around in the chicken coop of the base or whatever, and um, then there's another dinosaur. Or is it? Yeah, the, the the movie doesn't like frame the any of the action well enough to like actually like. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, how many fucking dinosaurs are there? Okay. So, so far, I know of Rampaging Dino and also uh, Big-Ass T-Rex in the compound or whatever. Like, that's the only two I know of. But the movie does such a poor job of, like, framing and directing all its action. Where you're like, what, is there, like, four dinosaurs, like, eating people right now? I don't know. So, uh, the IMDb several dinosaurs in this movie. Uh, I'll find Give me a second. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't really like this. Is the one scene with this dinosaur? Anyways, it's pretty cool. He's walking around, sees the dinosaur, and it bites his head off. And there's a pretty cool scene from behind of him getting his head ripped off straight yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that was like straight up alien. Like yeah. when it comes down on Harry Dean Stanton. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was, that was a really cool shot. He's also am- eating in this scene again too. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Man, it's making me kind of hungry just thinking about it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Creatures in this film. Parasaurolophus. Don't even know what that is. Tyrannosaurus. Deinonychus. Sty- fucking Stryocosaurus. Stegosaurus. Triceratops. 
Ankylosaurus and Allosaurus. I don't remember that. I know I didn't see no Stegosaurus. I didn't see a Triceratops either. <laughs> no, yeah. Man, I am yeah. full of shit. No, Maybe this is from Wikipedia. This is Wikipedia. Oh. Well, if it is, they all look exactly like T-Rex. Well, maybe it's the fucking eggs. It's counting the unhatched eggs. <laughs> I think there's a sorts in Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they mention it and we just didn't fucking notice. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think we're going to have to watch this again, guys. <laughs> uh... It's so hard to follow. <laughs> Next episode, just a deeper dive into Carnosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Deeper dive. Yep, yep. Next episode, we will timestamp the debut of each uh, dinosaur for your uh, enjoyment. No, we won't. <laughs> Instead of Mister Skin, it's it's dinosaurs. <laughs> so after Clint Howard gets his head ripped off, which is pretty cool, um, back at the lab with Doctor Dip Tip Tree. I keep wanting to say Dip Tree. Tip Tree and Doc, I guess the I guess I'll just say the doctors. She's explaining it more, and like one of her coworkers comes in, and uh, she has a fever. So the the Tip Tree starts to like help her. She just goes straight into giving birth. She gives birth to a giant egg, <laughs> which was the plan all along, which killed her. <laughs> I so I guess the virus really, which. See, this is, doesn't make sense. Is I was reading this thing and it said the virus was meant to destroy women who can reproduce. And I think like, there's like a, a passing line of dialogue to say that, like, yeah, destroy all the women and you know, no more reproduction. Yeah, but then she was saying Doc the man had it, so I'm not, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know in in, in that uh, hospital room. Or doctor's office, it was all women, if I recall, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You do see a lot of dudes spreading the fever, though. A lot of guys coughing on each other. And sneezing. Yeah, they're probably they're probably carriers. None of them give birth, so. Yeah. So we, we put more thought into this, I'm pretty sure, than the actual movie did. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she has a collection of these eggs. Like they find out, but after this was a pretty cool scene. This. So there's a sheriff that he called earlier in the movie, blah, blah, blah. All these people are dying. So the so the sheriff finally finds and has a showdown with one of the, the dinosaurs that's on, out on the loose. With the, he's even, the dinosaurs, I guess he's the same size as when he killed all those people. He's like a uh, adolescent. I don't know. Sure, yeah. But, um... <laughs> So he, he, he comes face to face with this dinosaur and kills it, he thinks, with a shotgun blast. Um, so he walks up. He probably says some one-liners I didn't pay attention to or something. But uh, they weren't worth <laughs> noting. Um, so, But when the dinosaur is down, he thinks it's dead. He walks up to it. And the sheriff, the dinosaur stabs the sheriff up. It looks like through the... Yeah, it's behold. Yeah, <laughs> comes out of the stomach, which is a pretty awesome scene. It, it, it was well done, but I mean that didn't kill. He didn't kill the officer right away, so he finished the dinosaur off with the headshot from the shotgun, and they kill each other, which was pretty cool. 
made no sense, but it was a cool sh- scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so like, also it, it mentioned earlier the like the sheriff's daughters and wife uh, came down with a fever, and then I think in a, an earlier scene or a scene after that, like it shows them like laying in bed, like reading like a bedtime story, and I'm pretty sure his whole family is dead. So, I, I at least that's how I took it. It just showed like his like daughter just laying there, dead eyed. Uh, yeah, hmm. that goes. That I, I guess explains why he's out there overacting uh, later in the film. <laughs> yeah. So before we get to the end, the um, battle. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'd like to know what you're doing with all that chicken in your pants. How can you tell if something's high quality? Well, you can squeeze it. Sniff it, bump it, or bump it, but if you can't bump it, it's not a ballpark, Frank. Ballpark beef franks are the high-quality hot dogs that plop when you cook them because they're always made with fresh, lean, 100% beef. So go ahead and peel it, weigh it, press it, and caress it, but if you can't bump it, it's not a ballpark, Frank. They plop when you cook them. Doc finds a serum. Um, for humans with a fever, he they have a serum to fix everybody, mm. um, which doesn't make sense because if she wanted to work, she wouldn't have made that. So, but anyways, <laughs> so Doc, you know, he just he finds a serum, he's running out or whatever, because I, I guess he knew Rush had a fever. Doesn't explain, but I don't know. So he finds the t- the giant T-Rex she has down in the basement with the laser cages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put some more mind-altering effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did he dodge the fucking hand-severing lasers? All that booze he's been drinking. I guess. But that, that T-Rex was... He, it was actually a 14-foot-tall T-Rex... But I just just read that it would always malfunction, so most of the this end scene coming up was all miniatures, which is pretty neat because it was all miniature effects. They didn't want to use any stop motion, so it was all mechanical puppets. <laughs> so they had to make them walk and stuff like that. Even the like little bobcats uh, machines. We're miniatures. Yeah, I was going to say, how did they do that? But we'll get into that in a yeah. second. But what, well, I got a, a, that uh, T-Rex that was 14 feet tall. Yeah. Probably the same one they borrowed from Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> I feel like that one looked a little bit better. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, liked this I liked this movie more, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't actually seen that. I've seen the trailer. I thought I would like it a lot more. It was fucking not good. What was the girl's name in it? Uh, Denise Richards. Yeah, I know why you didn't think it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Got Paul Walker, too. Crazy. So the doctor has her very own chest burster-like birth to her very own dinosaur. I don't know. I thought they were laid eggs. But yeah. whatever. I'm telling you, they're ripping off Alien. Yeah. So, so Doc finds Rush back at the pl- at his trailer with the fever. He doesn't give her the serum for some reason. Um, but the this whole time, the giant T Rex is chasing him. 
he happens to be running down the same highway that Rush was telling him about before called the Dinosaur Highway. <laughs> oh <Hell> yeah. <laughs> That's headed directly towards where they are trying to tear down the mountain, I guess. Uh, the workplace. Um, and the dinosaur just remembers by genetics or something. I, I'm not positive. <laughs> so it all comes back. Well thought out. Perfect movie. <laughs> so he puts it together. He's like, okay, the dinosaur giant T-Rex headed this way. So he gives Rush the serum, which he was asleep. The, I guess he was sick the whole time. Yeah. Um. So the dinosaur arrives. So he jumps in a bobcat, you know, a little forklift machine. <laughs> see. And he battles the T-Rex, which I thought was a cool idea. Because it's like, what else are you going to battle a dinosaur with? I mean, he already had them. They were sitting there waiting, so... Sure, it's like it's like a poor man's version of Alien Two yeah, or Alien. Sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it's not a coincidence. <laughs> so, the T Rex knocks um, the machine dachshund over to the sides, which it's done by then. Um, it just passes out and sleeps. Yeah, then Rush jumps in one, uses their own bobcat, stabs him in the leg, and. Um, I didn't use that joke. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then she gets knocked out. Again. Does it even show how she gets knocked out? He just moves it a little <laughs> bit. She passes out pretty easy in this movie, I think. <laughs> just... I think her hippie friend gave her something a little too strong or something. She's got a, a weak constitution. Just yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So then Doc, she gets knocked out. Doc jumps in and like stabs the dinosaur and kills the T-Rex and wins wins the day. It's all done. He wins. Yeah. I think that was, yeah. I, I, I want to say this, the whole, this whole thing, like, it's shot rather poorly, so the whole thing is rather confusing. But also, it feels like a scene written by, like, some guy who actually is working on a quarry, like, <laughs> like gonna go back to my trailer and write my movie script where I save the world from dinosaurs with my <laughs> fucking forklift. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm yeah. eating my sandwich, drinking my, my Pepsi Cola, my love spray. Well, what's funny is I just read, I saw this thing about the effects department when they were making these scenes because, um, but the guy was like, Yeah, they just gave me some storyboards and put me in this. You know, they had a table set out with the, the rocks and stuff for the miniatures. And um, he's like, yeah, they, no one was there with me. The director, nobody. They just gave me three days. We shot all these storyboard scenes, and I was done. So that's maybe the reason. It explains like, a no... lot, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I loved it. They didn't bother me at all. Was... <laughs> I'm, sure so I'm, not, I'm not totally convinced that that final climax scene was not like outtakes from the Flintstones movie. <laughs> Maybe, because I mean, they got forklifts and dinosaurs in a quarry. Uh, it's literally the same shit. <laughs> well, and he, well, that's what I thought of when he was talking about a guy working. I was picturing Fred Flintstone in his hard hat, fucking eating lunch, writing bullshit down. <laughs> yeah, pretty bait may, may may as well have been. Yeah, but so we, you know, they won. He calls for help. 
Um, and then the government shoots, shows up and shoots and kills both of them. <laughs> and, and burns down their trailer. And the the end scene is like a picture of the Mad TV guy. The Mad Max, Ma- the Mad Magazine, yeah, guy. Yeah. Newman. Yeah. That, that's the end scene of him burnt, catching burning on fire for some reason. I didn't catch the symbolism there because I didn't catch it. <laughs> I don't. It was funny. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Oh, oh, was that too grim for you? Here's Alfred E. Newman. Now you can yeah. smile. But that, man, I, I won't lie. That was my favorite part of the movie. Okay. I, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. I am a sucker for unhappy endings. Yeah. Like, it's so rare where they actually let the bad guys win. It, was, I, it does, it comes pretty much out of left field, too. Like, it's like, I mean, the whole movie is kind of this weird, like, tonally bizarre movie that, like, changes gears every five minutes. But, like, the ending was rather bleak. It was, like, also, I wanted to say that uh, the guy who plays Doc, whatever, Sparge or whatever. Yeah. He overacts the shit out of that death scene, man. Like, <laughs> they're just puff chest, just fucking. Um, okay. I, I do have a question about that last scene. Was Anne asleep, or sorry, Thrush, was she asleep or like passed out? Who's to say? This whole movie. Who because she's because... sleeping. It's, she's sleeping for the whole movie. So the answer is yes. I just couldn't tell if it was implied that when they shoot Doc in the back or whatever, and he falls on her, did they shoot her also, or did they just burn her alive? Like, I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was brutal. I felt um, like she got burned alive, because I remember thinking, oh, wait, they're burning alive. I was thinking, can I was waiting for maybe to hear some screams or something, but... yeah. She slept through that. <laughs> She's like, oh, I get to sleep forever now. This is great. I know. I wonder what her script looked like. It's like, okay, okay, you're gonna tell you're gonna tell him about this dinosaur highway, and then you're gonna sleep in this machine. <laughs> then you're gonna stab this dinosaur, and then you're gonna fall back asleep. But yeah. just stay asleep, and then we'll end the movie while you're asleep. I don't know. <laughs> So, what do you guys think about the effects? Uh, <laughs> Patrick? Um, <laughs> what do you think about the movie, Patrick? <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. In the midst of my childhood of, like, full moon production movies and, like, movie rentals and mystery science theater flicks and everything, I had never seen this. Like, I, I don't know how... Um, it must just always been reserved, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's. I had a hard time staying into it. Got a little confused, especially with the dad. I, I watched it two different times, and both times he confused me. Like I just, I was, I didn't understand it. The gore helped. I mean, it. Honestly, yeah. I feel like it was probably a little bit ahead of its time. I mean, if we think about like some of the other movies around then. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, it's definitely a Corman film. Um, it's a good one if you want a quick, like, nostalgia fix for some 90s mess. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I'm being honest. I, uh, I, I, I only picked it because it, 
I remember watching it as an adult. I watched it when I was a kid. I remember the cover distinctly, okay. like, you know, always seeing that cover mm-hmm. and thinking it was pretty cool. But I watched it as an adult years later, and I just remember, like, how funny and, like, the effects. And I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate the effects a lot. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, I've always loved any kind of monster movie. So, and, uh, I mean, but Jurassic Park came out as well, so it was like they they upped the effects big time with that movie. But I don't know. I just remember I remember being uh, so bad it was good to me. I guess it was funny. Yeah. So, but I thought it was funny. I wanted I wanted to, you guys to watch it. <laughs> I had a fun time with it. Uh, I was I never lost interest. I mean, I was. I think I had more fun in the beginning, like when people were first getting attacked and gore was flying everywhere that wasn't showing as much of the dinosaur. But yeah, once you start seeing the terrible puppets and and like, I don't know, the finale on paper, when you read fucking excavators versus dinosaurs, you're like, this is going to be amazing. It kind of wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it's because they had to work with miniatures. Like you said, I didn't know that. So that kind of explains why it might look, look but yeah uh, no i had fun uh like i said i love the ending i didn't see that coming um i don't know i think uh spielberg o- owes a lot of uh thanks to corman for for setting up his movie's success <laughs> it's like okay you watch this even if jurassic park was half as good as, as it was it's going to look like a fucking masterpiece. Um, but, I mean, I, I started thinking, I was like, Spielberg and Corman are complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Most people would say Spielberg obviously has the better film career, but I say put him in, a, put him in an octagon and let him fight. I, I would bet on Corman. That's, that's yeah, how I think. Shit. That's what really matters. That's how you really set up. <laughs> No, who could win? Who could win in a cage fight? Because think about it. Look at their careers. Look at their careers. Corman has nothing to lose. He fucking goes balls to the wall. I bet you he fights dirty as fuck, just like his movies. <laughs> Longevity, too. Yeah. That's a yeah, very strange, but I'm into it. Coronavirus, <laughs> stay the fuck away from Corman. Seriously. Seriously. Clay, what about you? Oh, I, I, I actually, uh, I was in the just the perfect headspace for this movie this week. So I, I loved it, man. I, I like I said, I, I was playing a lot of Resident Evil, which a lot of that, like, there's you know the virus and all of that going on. And once again, I was coming off of uh, playing Resident Evil, so I was like, dude, someone needs to remake Dino or Dino Crisis, which is uh, another classic survival horror game. Uh, <laughs> But no, yeah. I, I loved it. I, I It was just the perfect amount of just schlock and, you know, B-movie, you know, popcorn fun. Yeah. Uh, the gore effects were pretty awesome. Like, it's a just a train wreck of a movie. But uh, <laughs> at no point was I not entertained by something or, another. you know, like there's almost every scene has something where you're just like legitimately like, what the fuck am I watching? This is awesome. <laughs> There's a bit in the middle of the movie, which is kind of the movie hits this lull, you know, 
And there's like a guy laying on a tape, like a, an official like businessman. Like I, I'm pretty sure he's the first character you see in the movie. So he's like supposed to be kind of some important business or government official. And he's like laying down, like staring at a guy eating blueberry pie, talking about blueberry pie for like no reason other than just, I don't know, it seemed like some quirky shit. To do. Oh, it was the uh, genetically modified blueberries or whatever that they Yeah, yeah. It was a senator. Yeah, it was a senator. Yeah. And, like, it made him throw up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't make it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it was just, I don't know, I just kind of, the, the whole movie had, like, a really fun energy to it. Uh, so even though it was terrifying to me because of the uh, all the virus mentions, I was still 100% on board. Uh, start to finish so yeah I was I was really glad you suggested it and you you know uh, all that so yeah yeah (laughs) I dug it yeah it kicks in right away and it just goes keeps going and then ends so exactly as long as uh, Ghost in the Shell by the way they're both 82 minutes long so (laughs) Uh, speaking of suggestions uh, is it Patrick that's next yeah yes it's Patrick's turn. You guys ready? Is that it? We good yeah. on that? Yeah, that's it. We're good. That's I'm... Carnosaur. We'll give it a watch. I, I must say, this is my favorite part of every week for me. This finding. So should I prolong it and make it even more suspenseful? Yeah. Yeah, give, give us a drum roll. Just no. play some, some, edit some music in there. We're going to watch Joe Dante's 1989, The Burbs. We need yes. some laughs. Okay. We need some laughs. So, okay. I think it'll be fun. It's gonna be a good watch. It's it's zany enough that I think it's still kind of considered one of Tom Hanks' darker movies for some reason. I think mm-hmm. just because it's sure. You yeah. know, it's it's a. I remember seeing it and not really understanding why Tom Hanks is in this movie. Like he's supposed to be in Big and all this other stuff. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Gonna do the burbs. Hell yeah. Awesome. Right. Subscribe. Follow us on Spotify. <laughs> Spotify and Facebook. We got to share the shit out of it. We got an Instagram too if you like looking at pictures and stuff. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm done. Bye. Peace, Peace out. out. Bye. Later.